Nugget. Maintain a teachable spirit. Maintain a teachable spirit. And you will increase. Maintain a teachable spirit and you will increase in effectiveness. Maintain a teachable spirit and you will increase in effectiveness. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm going to follow through on what Pastor Peggy was uh, teaching on the refreshing news part three. Okay, so if you'll turn with me to the book of Romans. And as we do that, Father, we're praising you. We just give thanks, Lord, that our eyes be open, Father God, to a greater understanding, Father God. Thereby, Father God, we will walk, Father God, in knowledge and maturity. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, in Romans chapter 8, it's Romans chapter 8, we will look at verse 33 and 34, it says, Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Is it God that justifieth? Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that dieth, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Glory to God. When you have Jesus interceding for you, nothing can go wrong. Glory to God. Think about it. When Jesus is interceding for us, nothing can go wrong. Uh, turn with me for another one. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 7. That's Hebrews chapter 7 this time. And looking at verse 15, that's uh, Hebrews 7, 15. It says, yet, and it is yet far more evident for that after the similitude of Melchizedek, there arises another priest. That's speaking of Jesus. So nothing can go wrong with, with uh, Jesus praying for you. I mean, think about that. If Jesus is praying for you, we shouldn't have any problems. I mean, he knows what, exactly what to the, what the pray about. Go to John chapter 14. Look what Jesus says here in John chapter 14. We go, we'll look, verse 24. He that loves me not keepeth not my sayings. And the words which I hear is not mine, but the Father which sent me. So when Jesus prays, it's what the Father wants him to pray over you and me. And what is the, the Father going to pray over you? Nothing but blessings. Oh, glory to God. <laughs> When Jesus is praying, he's praying exactly what the Father wants prayed over us. I mean, that's exciting. I mean, we need to open up. We need to get up in the morning and say, okay, Lord, I know you're praying for me, but it says that your, your thoughts towards me are more than the, than the sands of the sea. So give me one of those wonderful thoughts that you're thinking about me. I thought to set you up, make your day uh, ripe and ready to go. 
knowing that he's, got, he's going to tell you something that he's thinking about you? You're forever mine forever. No one can take you out of my hands. I mean, something like that. Wow, forever. You'll be my son. You'll be my daughter forever. You're the apple of my eye. You can never do a wrong thing. I mean, think about it. Well, that, that would turn the devil upside down. You start saying that, you know, what, what Jesus is praying for us. I thought it would get more amens on that one, but that's all right. Okay, let's go on. This would be number 12 in her list. I don't know if you were, uh, have the list there. Uh, since we're in the New Testament, first let's go to the book of Hebrews again, once, once more. Hebrews chapter 13 this time. Find the book of Hebrews chapter 13. Just looking back at the name, refreshing news. All this is refreshing news. You know, there's some good news and there's some bad news, but we've got all good news here. That's Hebrews chapter 13. Did I say not say that? Let's go to verse, uh, begin with verse 5. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as ye have. For he said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee, so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Well, the Lord's my helper. We shouldn't fear what man would try to do to us. That's, that's some good news. He's not going to leave us nor forsake us. He thinks, he thinks all these wonderful thoughts towards us. That makes we've been made to be overcomers. Let's go to John chapter 16 now. That's the book of John chapter 16 this time. John 16. Verse 33, last verse of John 16. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace, in the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. He's overcome it. He set us on high. He never leaves us nor forsake us. Well, if he's overcome the world, then he's next to us. We can't be overcome ourselves. We, we are the overcomers. We become overcomers ourselves. Amen. Glory to God. Okay, let's go to the Old Testament and uh, just tie this together a little bit with this verse, these verses. That's uh, Isaiah chapter 51. Isaiah chapter 51. That's Isaiah chapter 51, and we will uh, begin with verse 7. We found that the Lord is our, our helper, and uh, he never leaves us nor forsakes us. Isaiah 51, looking, beginning in verse 7. Hearken unto me, ye know, 
righteousness. The people in whose heart is my law, fear ye, fear ye not the reproach of men, neither be afraid of their rivalings. For the moth shall eat them up like a garment, and the worm shall eat them up like wool. But my righteous, righteousness shall be forever, and my salvation from generation to generation. Hallelujah. Drop down to verse 12. I, even I, am he that comforts you. Who art, who art thou that should be afraid of, of man that shall die, and the son of man which shall be, shall be made as grass? Verse 13. And forgettest the Lord thy maker that hath stretched forth the heavens and laid the foundations of the earth that hath feared continually every day because of the fury of the oppressor as if he were already to destroy. And where is the fury of the press oppressor? In other words, hey, anybody that comes against you, there's nothing there. He's taking care of it. Glory to God. Yeah, we've, got, we've got to get to begin to think like God. It says, God says, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. We've got, we, have to, we, we need to capture God's thoughts. We need to, we need to have, uh, have this refreshing news again so we can um, jump up and dance and shout just like Miriam did at the, at, right after the Red Sea closed in on the, on the Egyptian army. What'd she do? She'd pick up that tambourine and start dancing around and singing. We need to do the same thing. These are things that God says that we have, that he's doing for us, that he's with us. We need to be dancing around. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Just like when, when, when you walk in here, you're dancing and shouting and praising God, right? Just like that healed person. How many are healed this evening? How many came in dancing and we, uh, weeping? Some of them are weeping. <laughs> we, need, we need to be dancing. Most of us were weeping. Oh, man, I had a long day. No, okay. Yes, that, we all had some long days. and Some maybe had some trying days, but glory to God. He said he was with us. You know, I remember you know, looking back as a kid. Here we go again. Here we go. Looking back as a kid, you know, and uh, things didn't go right, you know. And you get home, and there was mom. What's wrong? Oh, I, I had this, you know, all these sad stories. Just come on over here and give me a hug. You know. That really kind of... Uh, clear things up, you know, I felt good, mom loved me, you know, even though the kids at school were having a rough time, she made me feel good. Well, this is, we need to think about this. God never leaves us, he's wanting, he's wanting to hold us, and we just go along, oh, I just had a bad day, I just couldn't get over. He was with us. Amen. He says, I'm, I'm going to let you go through this, we're going to go through it together. You know that I'm victorious, and if you're with me, you're victorious. Don't worry about it. It's a thing of the past. Don't drag the bad day behind you. Okay. <laughs> He's our helper. What can man do to us? What can the devil do to us? Nothing. He's overcome. 
We got a, we got a short mind, I tell you what. You know, we can have a great, great sermon here and you can walk outside and find a nail in your tire and oh, or the car won't start or we, we lose it all. Or you get behind someone's driving slow. You don't remember that one, really. You guys are just, you know. Honk, honk. No patience. He's with us. Don't worry about it. I'll get you home in time. I'll get you to work on time. Don't worry. I've got that person. Don't worry about that person. You don't need to think evil things about that person. I'm going to bless them. What are we supposed to do with our enemies? Pray for them and bless them. And we fall short. Get out of the way. How dare you get in front of me? I like it when the people come in the grocery lines. My pet peeve. I find the shortest line there is. I can rush over there and get my cart up there. And they're pulling out these coupons. Okay. Then after the coupons are done, oh, I need a pack of cigarettes. And they got to go clean on the other side of the store to pick up these. No, no, you come back. Not this kind, the other kind. And they can Oh, they need someone to help them bag this. Would you help call somebody up? And so you're waiting for them to bag this stuff. And pray for them. Have patience. People have patience that there. Okay. He's with us. He's patient. Look how long it took you to get to, to know him. How many times you, you were offered to receive the Lord Jesus Christ and you said, not now? I told you about my experiment. You know, I've gone to church all my life and uh, a lady began to take me to different Bible studies and they were giving me a new outlook on how to do these things. And I was thinking, you know, and, and the Bible studies uh, teacher would say, okay, anybody here that want to receive Jesus Christ, you know, this is a beautiful thing, you know, you don't have to worry. And I'm thinking, there, what's, the, what's the advantage of this? You know, what am I, I if I do this, I'm going to, you know, my friends are going to think I'm a little bit on the, you know, um, yeah, you know, I can't do that anymore. If I do that, you know, I'm not going to do this. So I put it off. How many, is it, how many put things off on the Lord? I don't want to be like that individual. Look at that other one. That person is terrible. They call themselves a Christian. I don't want to be like that. So I'll be like, like I am. It took a long time. I'm glad the Lord was patient with me because if, if we had this one, two, or three strikes, you're out. That would, I would, have been, would have been over. I think all of us would have been over. Most of us didn't take it on the first. Maybe Christine did. Some of us, but some of us, you know, I'll think about it. 
I just don't like the way they are. Those people are a little bit crazy. You know, I'll have to give up what I like to do, you know. Ugh. But he was with us all the time. He loved us from the very beginning. We need to fall, fall back in love with him. We need to have the refreshing, okay? The refreshing news. We know the news, but it need to be, we need to be refreshed by it. Okay. Um, let's go to Acts chapter 12 this time. Acts chapter 12. Let's look at this one. I don't think anybody, any one of us has been put in this position, but... Uh, In Acts chapter 12, uh, just prior to this, uh, James was put to death by Herod, and now Peter is thrown into prison, and uh, he's next on the chopping block, as, as you would look at it, because Herod was waiting for a special day that he can deliver Peter, uh, not to the Jews, but to the chopping block that he would satisfy the Jews. And look at this. Um, chapter 12 of Acts, verses 1 through um, 11. We're not going to read it, but uh, prayer was made for Peter. Glory to God. I'm glad that we have brothers and sisters in the Lord that pray for us. I tell you what, you are an enthusiastic crowd tonight. Uh, I'm hoping that you're praying for, for someone other than yourself or your immediate family. Uh, there's others out there besides me and you and us four, and that's it, you know. We, we, we need to reach out to people with our prayers. Well, here we see that, that Peter... Is delivered when prayer went out. We need to understand that as, a, as an individual or as a corporate body, when we pray, people will be set free. They will be delivered. So don't say, "Well, my prayer, I can't. You know, I I don't have enough time to pray for so and so. He's not on my prayer list." Well, that's not it. We need to pray for those. Because at one time, nobody knew you, quote unquote, except maybe grandma or, you know, Aunt Matilda or somebody that, that uh, knew the shape that you're in and they were praying for you. Amen? Somebody had to be praying for you. Maybe it was your mom saying, oh, well, you know, my kids are a little bit. A little bit on a while, so I need to, I need to have some prayer. We need to pray. Now, I, I haven't got my list all written up, but all those names that you gave me on, on those little cards, I'm going to have that list made up, and you're going to get to pray. Oh, look at that. You said you, you thought you had enough to handle with the little list you gave me. If I gave you everybody's list, it's going to be like this. And you get to pray for these individuals. Maybe you'll, you'll break it down into uh, a weekly thing. You know, break the list down in seven days and you can pray for these individuals. Oh, you're so happy about that. I can tell. 
Somebody would be happy if they pray. I mean, I was, I finally was happy when I found out someone was praying for me. I, boy, these stories are coming popping up. Um, while I was going to church with my mom, uh, um, we didn't have a car, so you know that at the age I was, we had when we did have a car, it was old model A. Uh, a blue one with the rag top. It was old. Well, I wish I'd like to have that thing today, but but it's, anyway. Um, the place with that we lived, we had five acres uh, of land, and three. Oh, I should say, uh, four acres of it were planted in strawberry fields. Uh, this is where before the big companies got into strawberry, so little guys could make a little money on strawberries. And we also had uh, about a thousand chickens. <laughs> so there was jobs to do around the, around the place. Uh, I got to drive a little tractor, go down the tear it up, you know, turf for the rolls and everything. I don't really want on this stuff anyway. Anyway, there was an individual that came by, and uh, we weren't going to church that often, so uh, an individual came by to buy some chickens. And he saw his kids playing out there. He says, did your kids go to Sunday school or church? And the dad says, no. He says, do you mind if I come by and pick them up? He says, no. Go ahead. Come <laughs> so here he comes, Sunday morning. This guy comes by and says, I'm you got to go with this guy. He's going to take you to church. OK. Uh, little to my know, uh, knowing, it was a little Pentecostal church. And that's where I really got introduced to the Bible because they didn't hold anything back. Boy, this is a wild story. They didn't hold anything back. I mean, in, in, in you know, our Sunday schools or many Sunday schools, they said, okay, David, you know, killed, killed, killed Goliath, you know, that type of stuff. You know. But they would go into the gory stuff. I mean, they, that really interested me. These guys, these people were, you know, wild. And uh, it was a little old lady that was in that was teaching the, the Sunday school class. I think it was maybe five or six of us in. It's just like a small, like I said, it was a small church. I know that lady prayed for me because after a while we didn't go back. But I knew that uh, she, she says, "I'm going to be praying for you," because I never made the move. They didn't at that point. They, uh, I, I remember them saying, you know, if you want to take Jesus into your heart, you can. And, you know, what's this business? I don't know what that's talking about. I, they never taught me that in my other church, so, you know, maybe this is a little bit off. So I didn't accept it at that time, but I knew she prayed for me. This one, it was the same with the, the gentleman that, that uh, took us to church for a while there. So you don't know who, who prayed for you. It worked. It, it finally it worked. worked. Yeah, it worked. It worked. Yes, it's, it's neat that uh, you can look back. You don't know who, who, who might be praying for you. So you might have been throwing a fit in, in a store. Nobody. Look at it. Not one of you threw a fit in a store for a candy bar or a toy. Not <laughs> with her mom. I remember I threw a fit. I can imagine some people would say, boy, that kid is a brat. Because well, now I go to the store and I see kids doing say that's a brat. But you know, you can pray for that individual that has 
Pray for the mother or the father of that child that they, they would come to know the Lord Jesus Christ and raise that child correctly. You know, I'm not saying my parents didn't raise me correctly, but, you know, some of us had some wild ideas when we were kids. None of you, none of you just solemn, straight-faced, poker-faced. I think playing poker with you, I lose. You don't, you don't show your cards. I didn't play poker. I, don't, I still don't know how to play poker. I, there's one bad thing I didn't do in the service, learn to play poker. Everybody was playing poker. They, I'd always ask, how, how do you do it? Eh, you don't want to do this. You lose your money. So they were right. <laughs> Boy. Oh, we were talking about being delivered. Didn't we? People praying. <laughs> okay. Um, also in Acts chapter 16, that was Acts uh, 12 where Peter is... Uh, set free by prayer. And in uh, Acts chapter 16, verses 16 through 26, we find that Paul and Silas prayed on their own. And the whole prison was set free. The doors were all open. So we need to, you know, if, if, if you don't know somebody's praying for you, you can pray for yourself. But get, get in alignment with somebody else and and get prayer going. We can be delivered. And your, and your prayer doesn't have to be loud. Well, they, they didn't actually pray. They what praised. Glory to God, I'm in prison. Glory to God. The devil's got me into stockades. Glory to, I'm in the bottom of the prison. Glory to God, hallelujah. They can't do nothing to me. Thank you, Lord, that you're on my side. And all of a sudden, the shackles broke loose. The door swung open. Why? Because they knew who they were. We have to know who we are in Christ Jesus. That's one thing that, as, as Christians, today we need to know who we are. Because we need to be like the Bereans. And we talk about the Bereans. We've talked about the Bereans quite a bit. We need to be like the Bereans, knowing and judging things. You know, there's things that are coming across uh, the uh, news, uh, quote, entertainment places that are bringing out bad things. I mean, you know, some of the things you think uh, on television are bad, some of the some things are coming out worse. And they come out with a disguise. You know, a lot of people, when, when uh, Harry Potter came out, a lot of people thought that was a great thing. Until they begin to find out about certain things. The same thing is about this, I don't know if you've seen the shack or heard about the shack. A lot of, it, it's, it's such a, a divisive thing in the body of Christ now. Some, some, past, uh, some pastors I've read on, online that uh, they say there's nothing wrong with it. They say, I, I know my stand as a Christian, and I don't have to follow those things. Well, okay, you're saying that, but maybe someone in your congregation is not that strong. They hear it, and they're going to follow through on some of the stuff. You've got to be aware of what you're, you're allowing people to hear. Give them truth, and then let them decide. But giving them enough, don't say that this is something you can feed on. I can feed on it. What, what did Paul say? If I know it, it's going to offend somebody or hurt somebody, I'm not going to do it. These guys are saying, well, it's all right for me to go, but I don't know about you. 
you know, if you take a glass of water and you put one drop of arsenic in it, you're still being poisoned. It may not get you the first time, but you keep on putting a drop every time you get, take a glass of water with one drop of arsenic in it. Eventually, it's going to take you out. So a lot of people are just, you know, sipping it. It could be Jim Jones and the Kool-Aid. Yeah. Oh, this is wild tonight. <laughs> okay. I got a, okay. In, let's go to Daniel, the book of Daniel, chapter 4. Daniel, chapter 4. In Daniel chapter 4, we have King Nebuchadnezzar. You remember who he was. King Nebuchadnezzar, chapter, uh, verse, uh, chapter 4, verses 1 through 34. And you find out that this King Nebuchadnezzar thought he was highly intelligent. He was the best king ever. Uh, he ruled with an iron fist. But when you read, you find out uh, he's on the White House lawn for seven years eating grass. There's somebody pretty close to it. <laughs> Got some people that think they're, they're, you know. You can't think of yourself that highly. You've got to humble yourself before God, not put yourself above God or the people around you. Seven years eating grass. That, that is. It says his hair grew like like a, a cloth or that's bad news. No more clothes. I was still running around. <laughs> oh, wow. No where to go. How did I come up with that one? Anyway. God will rebuke those that, that are high-minded. They will get their judgment whether it's here on earth, eating grass or something like that, or in the life hereafter. You know, it'd be be it's bad enough you eat grass down here, then you have to turn around and, and burn up, burn the grass, get burned up. Okay, let's, go, let's get away from that. Let's, let's go to, let's go to uh, Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles. Second Chron Chronicles chapter 20. Oops, that's first. And second Chronicles. We have Jehoshaphat. And three armies are coming after Israel. Those of Ammon, Moab, and Sarah. Uh, they want to, and God says, uh, just send out 
the praisers that are coming against you. And so Jehoshaphat said, okay, the praisers go out before the warriors. All of a sudden, everybody wants to be a warrior. <laughs> Who wants to praise God? <laughs> you know, you're going to meet the, you're going to meet the first meet the enemy. Okay. But they went out. Glory to God. And what happened? Because they praised God, the enemy annihilated one another. And guess what the praisers got to do first? They got to pick up all the spoil. They were first there. Pick up all the good goodies. So he delivers us. God will deliver us. He intercedes for us. He's our helper. He delivers the saints. He rebukes kings. And he delivers us from kings. Okay. Uh, in that same chapter, go to chapter 32. We're going to see another account. Um, this is where King Hezekiah, uh, he is being um, challenged by Serechineb, uh, king of Syria, who's, who's never lost a battle. Uh, and Serechineb and says, all right. He, he tells his, his soldiers, speak to the guys in the wall, and speak in their own language so they know what, they can't be confused. And he said, uh, uh, we're going to destroy you. There's, we've gone to every other country, and their gods could never protect them. And neither is your going to protect God. Going to protect you. Ha ha ha. And so, okay. Hezekiah calls on Isaiah. Isaiah said, "Hey, this guy means business." And Isaiah said, "Let's pray." They prayed, and all of a sudden, Shurekinib hears that there's a, somebody else in another country is going to try to uh, overthrow something. So he. He leaves them. He's, we'll come back for these guys later. We'll come back for Israel. Let, I'm giving you all this side show. And he goes to his own country. And as he's worshiping his own God, his own sons kill, come in there and kill him. So, you don't know what your own family is going to do you. Do you if you think? Not, not that our families are. We're saved. Glory to God. Okay. So, um, there's great things that take place. All right. Uh, God always makes a way for, makes a way for us. Uh, let's see what time it is. I gotta see. One, okay, it's about, about that time. So we'll make it real quick. God always makes a way for us. Uh, in Exodus chapter 14, verses 13 through uh, 31, He parted the Red Sea for them. They were going to be caught between the Red Sea and the Egyptian army to be destroyed, but the Red Sea parted and they went through. And of course, when they got the other side, we already spoke about it a little bit, uh, when they, the wheels fell off on the chariots of the Egyptian army coming in, and then the Red Sea uh, uh, fell back into the Red Sea, or over that portion, and that's where Miriam took her tambourine and all the ladies started dancing and and sang the song. Well, we sing that song. We used to sing that song. Uh, we'll have to get the guitar out again and couple, sing a couple of these things. Okay. Uh, then in Joshua chapter 3, verses uh, 5 through 17, uh, the Jordan River is parted. In order for them to get to the to promised land, God opens the river for them and they can walk across on dry land. 
Know that whatever the situation or circumstance that's facing us, God will open the doors, so to speak, or part the rivers for we to get into the promised land. So, well, this is a hard test. Or this is a hard job. Well, the Lord's going to part the part that sea, part that job where you walk in there into the promised land, into exactly what you need. I'm not going to part the, the, the sea for you to get beaten up on the other side. He says, I'm giving you the promised land. Know that once he opens those doors, the promised land is yours. Then you can rejoice, start singing. Amen. Glory to God. And, uh, and then we have in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 18, we find out there is the armor of God. We must put on the whole armor of God to overcome the enemy. We need to have that armor of God. Know that the armor of God is available to us. And the best weapon is the sword of the Spirit, speaking in an unknown tongue, dividing Going forth, of course, you know you need the shield of faith and the whole armor, but you need that, that sword. And that sword that comes out of your mouth. You're, that's your confession. And it needs to be going out all the time. That brings your deliverance. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Um, these weapons will not fail. In Revelation chapter 12, verse 11, it says, We overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and the Word of our testimony. When you got the blood and the word, you are more than conquerors. The enemy is, is going to run scared of us. But we got to know who we are and how to handle these things. Thank you for the amen. Okay. Uh, the last one, or next to last. We are living in perilous times today. And there is a rise of the spirit of the Antichrist. Uh, across, across the world, you have uh, anti-Semitism against Israel. And with the anti-Semitism around the world, the Jewish people are coming, leaving the, that homeland and go, returning to Israel. And it says in the last days that God would pull all Israel back, or the Jews back into his country, Israel. And they're coming in. They're coming in from all over the world. And it's a, it's a sign for us to understand. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Um, and as we see that the, the day approaches quickly, our salvation is nigh. Glory to God. We are going to be taken up out of here. There's going to be a, 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 a cry, a trumpet cry, uh, sound, and a cry, come on up here. And uh, I believe none of you will have anchors on your feet. We've got to be ready to go. Don't say, I, there's something I've got to pull up with me. No, there's nothing you need to pull up with you except the lost souls. We need to go out there and win souls for the Lord. Amen. Thank you for the... We need to rejoice. Hold fast, keep the faith, rejoice in the Lord, and stay occupied by sharing the gospel. Destroy as much of the devil's empire as possible. Go in there and release the captives. Set them free. Okay. 
Last one, Jesus is coming soon. We must be prepared to meet him. We have to be prepared to meet him. That means we have to be set. We need to be doing the job that he's called us to do. We can't be just sitting around. And if you want verses on that, it's Revelation chapter 22, verses 11 through 21. Uh, Revelation chapter 2, verses 1 through 29. And Revelations 3, verses 1 through 22. That's how we're prepared to meet him. Glory to God. Hallelujah. These are refreshing thoughts or refreshing news. Anybody need prayer at this time? Okay, let's all stand. Okay, again, if you're wanting...